Welcome, you're listening to the Leading O Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, <laughs> taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. We would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also, uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps. Get this hands, uh, get this hands, get, get this hands, get this hands, get this hands, podcast <laughs> in the hands of so many more leaders leaders just like you and uh share this with a friend on facebook youtube and instagram uh man i am excited about this episode uh me too man there is so many things to talk about but we before we get started i just want to say welcome all of our friends in dallas <laughs> the 214 the 214 <laughs> yeah this let's go this just happens to be episode 214 <laughs> uh so uh the title today you have called this deciding. Oh, we do need to share. Sorry, before Ooh, we get there. Decide, I, I, cliffhanger. That there apparently is no rhyme or reason to how area codes were decided upon. Okay, that's right. So yeah. if you've been following along for two episodes. Our uh, our producer, yes, Matt Dees, yep. dropped this knowledge on us. Yes, he did. That uh, apparently it was originally people originally called operators who connected them to different area codes. I can just picture the people going, yeah, two, like, one, two, 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 one, three, there two, one, three, there. two, one, four, <laughs> two, one, four, seven, fifty, five. I can't yeah. find it. Where's it at? So what they did is they just made the most like common area codes, like the first ones that were the easiest to punch in. Yeah. So that's why Manhattan is the 212 and LA is the 213 and Dallas is the 214. So we're from Ohio. Uh, next episode, we're talking to Philadelphia, the 215. <laughs> you already looked at it. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So uh, stay tuned, Philly fans. I hope that this Shout knowledge. Shout out my friend Cody from Fairview. Fair, yeah, Fairview Village. Village. Yeah. Cody. Yeah. Hey, Cody. I hope this knowledge never That's escapes me and that as we keep going through it, us and all our podcast community, just remember the area codes for all these places. I know, but we are just- That's take, great knowledge Take this to a have. little bit further because we're already now like three minutes in, two minutes We have in. wasted two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're from Ohio and it was 513. Yeah. And they moved it to 937. Well, no, 513 Cincinnati. So it was all 513. It was all 513. And then they, as they had more phones, they split it. So Cincinnati got the 513. Is it still 513 Cincinnati? Yeah. What's your uh, area code? Well, I'm Maysville, Kentucky is when I got my first oh, cell phone. Episode. What's when, the Maysville, Kentucky When I got episode? my first cell phone. I got it. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a 606. Wait, you didn't have a, a cell phone in, in, in uh, college? Uh, No. I was on my parents. I was on my parents. You want to talk about that? No, I was on my, like, I was like, most people were like, <laughs> most it, people. It feels weird for me to say it now. I feel like I'm being accused. I mean, they can't make you feel anything. You're going to make a decision for yourself over there. <laughs> I choose to feel fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 214 Dallas deciding what matters most. Yeah. So this is exciting. Now that we've wasted three minutes, let's talk about priority. There we go. <laughs> So, um, first, I just want to um, just communicate that one of the most important roles of a leader is to establish priority yes. within the massive flow oh of work of it's what's going on. Right? Yep. Is to say, this is actually what matters most. Yeah. And uh, in a midst of a crazy season, one of the things you've been doing great is like when our team has been meeting, you've made sure you've ended each meeting. I'm like, anybody got anything else? And you're like, Yeah. What's the priority? Yeah. Because what it, what that does for me is it forces me to be able to say, like, this is the thing. In the midst of all the stuff, yeah. some stuff might not get done. 
And this is the stuff that is not okay to not get done. Yeah. And this is the stuff. It's okay. Yeah. If yeah, it we doesn't can put, get done. We can put a number of labels. Everything can be important. Not everything matters most. Absolutely. And so just within that sense of priority, like part of this is I, I just want to I just want to communicate to people just to give them some helpful tools and some way of thinking. That's great. And the thing I really want to get to at the end is I've got two questions that I think are a Ooh. little different than most people look at on how to actually establish Hey, this is the priority. Love questions at the end. So, yeah, you do mm-hmm. so much. People want them, man. They want the questions. So first is um, one of the ways that – so uh, let me just give a little more background. Is I believe the management question is what needs to get done. The leadership question is what matters most or what is the priority. So just the is hopefully people can see the distinction between their roles on that. Like the role of the manager is to go, here's all the tasks. Here's all the things we got to get done. And uh, we've talked many times before, too often people belittle management. <laughs> like oh. management matters. Yeah. Like you actually spend a majority of your time, even as a leader, as a manager, which is perfectly acceptable. I, the people who say otherwise, the people who say it's all leadership, it's not management like what they may be trying to communicate is the importance of leadership in comparison to management. Uh, maybe but that's what they're communicating. Maybe I'm trying to give them yeah. the benefit yeah, of the doubt. Yeah, right. I don't think those people actually lead organizations. I think they just write books or give talks. I would agree. Cool. So, so, but to say that as the management question is what all needs to get done. Yeah. Then the leadership question, which can only come out of that, <laughs> is what is the priority? Yeah. What is the thing that absolutely yeah. has to get done? And uh, one of the ways you can do that is through a rhythm of establishing priority. So our rhythm that we've shared before is we'll get away three or four times a year and do an offsite with a chunk of our team. And the the outcome of the offsite is the answer to the question, well, one thing, if most significantly improved would make the greatest impact to our organization is we want to define in advance. This is what we've got to do. This is absolutely what matters most. It is not what is most important. Yeah. Cause that's the difference. Yep. Because if you start getting with a group of people who each have their own department, you say, what's most important. My thing. Yeah. Always. <laughs> absolutely. As it should be. And yeah, we're thrilled in, in that moment. Like, like, I don't want you to think someone else's area right. is way more important than your area. Right. Until you understand yeah. the whole. Yeah. And so the question is very important. It comes out of the four disciplines of execution. What one thing, if most significantly improved, would make the greatest impact? Yeah. But the key piece of that is that we actually have a rhythm, a cadence for establishing as a team what is the priority. Yeah. That it's not just always me going, here's the priority, which does happen sometimes. But within that people are able to give voice to it. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I mean, it's true. It's yearly, quarterly, weekly. I mean, the rhythms are standard. Yep. So that's one way. Um, another way of establishing priority is uh, an old tool. And so uh, someone may have to look it up to be able to, like, there's better explanations than what I'm going to give. But Stephen Covey's four quadrants. So the four quadrants has uh, on the one axis, this is urgent and not urgent and on the other axis has this is important and this is not important so it creates just this little two by two grid with four squares and his point on there is how he defines it is everything falls into grid one which is the box that is defined as this is urgent and important everything this is pressing and it's significant 
And uh, his way of just speaking on it is he say, absolutely, you have to get that stuff done. But the really important work is the work that falls into the important and the non-urgent category. Yeah. Because if you can see that it's important without it even being urgent, that shows the significance. And that's the stuff that if you can get some time chunked aside to work on is really going to move you faster than anyone else. That's good. So it's a matter of like you triage what is urgent and important. The word that I was just getting ready to talk about. <laughs> it's like the ER yeah. has to be really good at this. Yes. Or they're not going to be around very long. Yes. Like at the most intense levels. Yeah. So you triage what is urgent and important. You need to work on, set aside time to work on what is urgent or what is non-urgent in importance. I'm yeah. afraid I'm confusing everyone with our language. Yeah. Uh, when you get into what is urgent and not important, you delegate it. Right. And what is not urgent and not important, you discard it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't need you don't yeah. need to mess with it in your life. Yeah. So that's just like that's just a helpful tool. So like um, as you're looking through this, you go, okay, so how would I use that tool? You actually write out the grid and then you place your tasks and projects in that grid. Right. And then you go through that first grid and you're going, okay, let's prioritize it. Let's see what absolutely needs to get done this week. You need to set aside time every week for that second quadrant. Just go, hey, I know like uh, part of mine is like, hey, thinking in advance and prepping out sermons well in advance. So I've giving our team time, not just week of. Right. I've got to chunk out time. So I go like a lot of that's Wednesday morning. A lot of it's sometime when I'm like off flying, stuff like that. I go, hey, I'm going to set aside this time. Man, flying, I've just read like, is the best time yeah. to work on non-urgent and important work. Because I don't, I'm not paying for Wi-Fi. I'm not getting onto all that. So I got like two hours. Yeah, you're not paying for it. I'm not paying for that. No way. Uh, you should get uh, the uh, the all you can fly pass and just fly from airports to airports and do that as your. Whole I should year. this would be like, like you would you would be like six oh, years out. Oh, I would out. crush it. I would crush it. <laughs> it's so good. He just where are you going today? I don't know. To this airport what's, back. What's Kevin doing today? He's <laughs> he's flying to uh, he's flying to Dallas to the two one four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And back to Tampa. Because, yeah. Why? <laughs> well, I don't know. He gets a lot of work done. Uh, but no, that's exactly right. Those rhythms are important. So those are some of the tools. But these are the questions that I want to get to. Okay. That will maybe uh, help shape how people focus. I want to give you both questions in advance, and then we can just break it down and see where we go from there. So the questions to help you decide what matters most is the first one is identify what has the biggest payoff, not the biggest pain. And the second question is you need to identify what is common, not just localized. So break these down. First one, identify what has the biggest payoff. So, um, we always overstate the impact of nuisances, annoyances, or anything we would describe as pain organizationally. Always. Yeah. If something isn't like properly planned out, if my name wasn't assigned to a task, if this wasn't as clear as I thought it should be. Like the tendency people have is that like we talk about intensity of language. Like if there's nothing that's a pain point that's a 10 we'll find a way to make something a 10. It is just, it makes me laugh more than anything else. Like something always has to be the biggest deal, even if it's not a big deal. And so the, the tendency we have is we overstate or we overemphasize 
the things that are frustrating, the things that are aggravating, the things that are annoying. And in so doing, we undervalue the things that are impactful and the opportunities that are taking place. And so your tendency, just to know in advance, is to be drawn towards the thing that is frustrating instead of the thing that is impactful. And so is just kind of like slightly a different way of stating that first question of like, hey, what one thing if most significantly improved? It could be a negative four, it could be a zero, or it could be a two right now. But you need to figure out what is the thing that has the biggest payoff if we apply our work and our effort to it. Uh, let's stay there for a second. Cool. Because I think this one hits so many organizations and churches. And, yeah, and, everything. Um, I mean, we can we could go to the practical. I think it's a, just a mind shift you know, mindset shift really at the end of the day, because uh, anytime, especially when you haven't done the thing before, you don't understand yep. everything that's involved. Yep. You start placating in your mind. Oh, I've got to make sure this happens. This happens. I've never done that before. I don't even know what that means. Yep. This, this, this. And by the time you've actually even thought about the objective, it's all about task and not the actual outcome that you're seeking. Yeah. What are you gave us a a way to think about what's important, what's most important with the quadrants? Yeah. What's a way practically that we can start changing the way we think about not directly going to what you say, the pain over yep. the yep. What was the word you used? Uh versus the payoff. The payoff. Yeah. We need to go payoff first. Yep. And then reverse engineer it. So I, I think the I think the easiest way to do it is let's just create this as a really simple activity. Uh, future state. What's the future state? Yeah. If I work on this, I, six months from now, a year from now, future state. If I solve this template that my task name wasn't put on, now my name's put on it. Yeah. Very minimal. So you go like, okay, that's important, but how much time is it taking you to figure that out? That's maybe a poor example. Yeah. My point is I, just like all the like annoyances, all the this stuff, like we feel like those because they're pressing need to be solved now. And then if we'd actually go future state, the reality is a lot of those still exist. Yeah. This <laughs> is like it's just how it is. And to be able to go future state, if I work on this, if I devote eight hours to this, what's the impact a month from now, a year from now? I think we need to future state. Um, I think we need to future state all of our work. If I could just say, it may sound like really weird, like a weird activity. Um, one of the things I do when I write a message is before I write the message, I write the outcome. Like once I get a grasp of what the message is, I'm locked in on this is the impact that I think this should have. And that way that keeps me from writing it just to get it done or to make it fun or any other thing. I want to acknowledge yeah. this is the enduring impact that this should have. And now I know how to operate differently. And now I apply myself differently. That's interesting because it almost works hand in hand with you ask the question, what significant thing if we do improves versus what's the actual outcome that I want? Like, yes, but we always ask the question before we do the outcome. Should we reverse engineer that and say, this is what I want to see. Well, I, and then ask the question of how, yeah, 
so the way, if I could just give like the practical way with it, we have that built into our rhythm already yeah. is before when we do offsites and stuff, before we decide the one thing, we read the vision. Yeah. What we're doing in that is we're future stating ourselves. Yeah. And so that way we're naturally going to be turned aside from anything that doesn't lead to that. That's good. Because we know it doesn't matter That's as much. good. I think that's important for this conversation yeah. so people know what the target is. Yeah. So that's first question. Yep. Identify what has the biggest payoff, not the biggest pain, because unless if it's a massive pain point, it probably shouldn't be the priority. Um, the second one is this, is you need to identify what is common and not just what is localized. And here's my hope in there is within both, 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 <laughs> within both, there's a tendency as a leader to overemphasize your personal experience. Oh, yeah. Instead of the impact on the totality of the team and the organization and the community and the world and the, I could just keep going on forever. But like we we have a tendency, even when we're talking about the work that has an impact, um, we overemphasize our personal perspective on it. Yeah. And so like if it only has a payoff, so you may view it as like for me, this has the biggest payoff. But if you're the only one who has a payoff in it. It's probably not the most important thing. And so you need to identify the things that need worked on that are common across the organization. This is not necessarily always the case. The thing that I'm after in here is that people don't look at things purely that their perspective is the most important in this. Yeah. Yes, you have to make the decision, but you need to be aware of what's impacting everyone in order to be able to decide what is the priority. That's good. So you're using the language common um, as organizational uh, awareness. Yeah. I, I believe that you should define priority as a team, almost never as an individual. Got it. And the decision may be yours, but you cannot have that conversation in isolation because your perspective is not broad enough. That's good. Uh, yeah. That's really good. What are, I mean... And you already have established the rhythms for that. Is there any uh, more that you want to add to how you actually accomplish that? Because most people, uh, especially, uh, I don't want to talk about churches right now. I want to talk about organizations. They're so isolated from everything else yeah, um, that they feel as though they're the only ones that would know how to accomplish something in that. Ain't that the truth. So how do they I mean, start to say, hey, is it just an exercise of getting people together and saying, tell me what you think? Yeah. Uh, it, this is the where it's probably really hard. Yeah. Is yes, it's an exercise, but before it's an exercise, it's a virtue and a value. There you go. It's a virtue of humility and a value of other people's perspective. I say, like, you can do the exercise of get people in the room, but if that virtue and value aren't there, then yeah. it's not going to breed any results. Yeah. And if you actually already have, if you're humble and if you're valuing other people's perspective, then the exercise, and I don't mean this as a negative, people are going to cringe when I say this. It's almost a formality. And I don't mean that as you've already pre-decided what it is. Yeah, no. But you're like, ears are attuned enough that you kind of know. It's one of the things that makes me laugh is um, people say like, oh, the economy is doing terrible. When like, sometimes it is. But other times the economy is doing terrible in your field. Right. But if the economy is doing bad in your business, to yeah, you, yeah. the entire economy yeah. is doing terrible. And 
just go just to go just to give an analogy for that because and this is will cringe a lot of people but i had a buddy back in the day when gas prices were like five dollars a gallon he's like i'm loving every bit of this <laughs> yes. and i was like what are you talking about like yeah. it's costing i'm driving an hour and a half one way yeah i'm like and from his perspective all of his stock was in oil companies <laughs> so like he was yeah. crushing it and yeah. so i know that's not helpful yeah. for the but the concept is yeah you better see the other side of the yeah. aisle uh our tendency is we universalize our localized experience yeah so the thing that i experienced Good. personally we assume everyone else is also experiencing my only point on the economy is just to go like that's not the case yes and so you need to be aware of what's going on broadly if you're going to make a decision of what's a priority. That's good. 214, what matters most? Can I just say this real quick? Yeah, go for it. It's so, and I know, I don't want to say all the episodes always lead down to the same thing because it's not true and there's a lot of nuance yeah. in every episode. But it's so clear that when we do have these talks that we're having in this podcast over 214 episodes, both of those underlying questions, one got back to vision and one got back to values. Yeah. And how important that we stick to whatever we've written on paper. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? Or at least uh, evolve it to whatever it needs to be over time. But how important those are on papers and walls are eventually written on your heart yep because if they're not you can't be successful and absolutely just another how do you be how can you know what matters most if you don't have vision and values yep so good all good. right uh Great. That's the end of this. Uh, thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, she's not understanding. Uh, <laughs> if you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it'd mean the world to us if you did that now. So post about it, rate and review or both. Uh, you won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you trying to get better like us. Love hearing your stories, how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online or DM us and we are so excited to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Woo!